0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Peace family and happy Friday. It is Nikki Builder. We are live today with episode five of The Zodiac Lovers. Today we are going to be dealing with a very fun sign called Gemini. So, y'all get ready to have some fun today. But before we jump into that, uh, let's get some announcements from our sponsor, the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Station.
0: Yeah, can you hear me? I want to make sure it's yes, cool. Sir. Okay, cool, cool beans. Yeah, We Ben. On, we, on, we on Leo today. So, um, what did I say? But, Gemini. I'm not doing Gemini oh. again. No way. <laughs> I but can't stop anyway,
1: um, Gemini. I am thinking it in um, my head, But anyway, too.
0: y'all, what, 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 yeah, I know, right? what's up, everybody? What's happening? Um, you know, we gonna um, uh, we definitely going to build on, on this one. This is a very versatile subject, but before we get into it, of course, man, visit the website, check out the Palm Minister, Minister Drew, my brother, at Imaginationguru.com. I want you all to check out the, um, the membership service over there, the Quantum Imaging Membership. Nikki's a member of that membership. It is a phenomenal membership, and it's really about learning how to manifest your desire. And, and if you if you one that likes plenty of exercises mentally, um, you would be busy. I mean, you really be busy. You have to dedicate yourself to the techniques, but you will have at least two techniques every month, along with webinars uh, once a month, and then also a conference call once a month as well. So go to theimaginationguru.com. Check that out. Um, visit myastrologycoach.com. Man, hit the membership tab over there. We got the Toel Love Fund where we pay people's bills, man, you know, literally 13 bucks a month is all it takes. And uh, we split the pot by four evenly. And we just simply just go down the line. These four people up this month, the next set of four people, and it's your turn. And you just keep it going, real simple mathematics. You know what I mean? You've been doing it for six years, all right? So check out the Toel Love Fund. Again, that's at myastrologycoach.com, all right? If you're into planets and whatnot and you want that cosmic understanding, you went into it, we offer a membership over there. You will see it. Um, it's, it's really real. It's very, very interactive as far as you learning how to align your thoughts with certain planetary spheres, which represents bodies of energy anyway. And, um, you know, I'm going to keep it funky with you, man. Bounce your thought, call your objective and your goal off of this planetary energy. As the energy is spinning, because it is, it reverberates back into your space-time reality and starts to help create what we call events in your life. All of a sudden, this person called you. All of a sudden, these things start popping up in your reality that you was thinking about. So the name of the game is to really align yourself, and in today's topic, I'm going to show you what they was really getting into um, dealing with, you know, dealing with them ancient Egyptians, for real, for real, because, you know, that, that whole Leo thing is very strong in that culture, which is perhaps some will argue and say is the most advanced civilization to, you know, to, to live on the earth, you know, and the remnants of it, at least. Some may even try to go into Atlantis or Lemuria but there is no, Quote unquote evidence of those civilizations still standing right now. Both are supposed to be sunken continents in the Atlantic and the other in the Pacific. But anyway, we're going to get into that um, today. Also, market calendars for, um, of course, being in Vegas March the 18th. If you could make it, be there, the Imagine Prosperity Workshop. All right, we're going to show you some pretty dope stuff from the testimonials to the techniques. Don't get into a whole nother science that we don't even talk about uh, publicly. Uh, Never talked about it publicly and really getting into the science of the magnetic field of the earth and the proper timing um, to really, you know, do your work, man, to really cash your ideas out there and do your work, all right? Just like, you know, know, when you look at um, flowers and plants and things of that nature, even the human body. It has a certain schedule in which it sleeps and which it grows and which it replenishes itself. But then there's more of a what we would call, that's the feminine phase I would like to see. And then you have an active masculine phase called my waking consciousness. Let me get up. Let me go get on it. Let me do what I got to do. So there is a certain time um, throughout the day that you can really get into a zone and bridge these two and help facilitate your goals much faster. So we're going to get into that whole thing in Las Vegas. It's uh, March the 18th again. It's a Saturday, one-day workshop. Uh, We'll be there for the weekend. But go to myastrologycoach.com, simply click on the events tab, and you will see it right there. And then mark your calendars for the week before that. Um, March the 12th, I'm putting on a webinar. There's an early bird special right now that ends on the last day of this month. All right? It's only a $30 webinar. Normally they 45, but March 1st comes is going to regular price. So ju- jump on the early bird special. It's called the Cosmic Illusion. I am going to show you that this space time continuum that we in, and with those ancient, when you hear, uh, when you get into spirituality and you start, especially if you go Eastern, you start hearing about this concept called Maya, which means illusion. I'm going to show you the illusion that you see every day that you take, you know, for granted and you really process as a fact. And and, and the most obvious, too, is the sun does not physically rise. It does not, that does not happen, but it looks like it does. And then the moon phases. Sometimes the moon is skinny in a crescent, and then it gets bigger, and then it becomes full, and then it becomes a half a moon, then it becomes another crescent on the left side, then it disappears. Why, why does that happen? And we automatically know that the physical moon itself is not physically changing size. That's not happening. Even with the temperature, you know what I mean, the summertime, the sun ain't saying, oh, let me get hotter. Okay, it's winter. Let me cool off. That's not happening either. So what's creating this phenomenon of these experiences that we see and or feel? So when we start to get into this great realm of truth and understanding um. It starts to take your conscious IQ up to another level, and it starts to free yourself from the illusion. And that's the big thing in this reality is to learn how to free yourself from the illusions of your senses, because your eyes are tricking the living crap out of you. I am telling you this, and I'm gonna show you. So go to the um, I'm sorry, go to myastrologycoach.com. Click on the events. Click on webinars. The cosmic illusion early bird special is there all the way to the last day of February. Get in this thing because it's gonna be phenomenal. And, uh, and that's it for me.
1: Awesome. Um, announcements for me today, family, as always. Y'all know I make clothes for the woman who makes her own rules, so be sure to go and check me out on Big Cartel. That is Nikki D Nova Collection dot big cartel dot com. You can also find me uh discussing more topics on YouTube at Mickey Builder.
0: That's what it is. That's what it is. So I'm up first this week? Yes, sir. All right. So let's get into um let's get into Leo. Let's get into what is known as the fifth house in astrology. Um this is the area of space that deals with your God power. The divine intelligence seems to operate within this region at a very strong frequency. Why do I say that? Well, if we understand that the 12 Psalms of the Zodiac, each celestial body, such as the sun, the moon, Mars, Neptune, each celestial body has one zodiac sign that is considered their home. This is a fact. This is considered their home. Its energy is expressed very, very easily and very um, on a high level because they're at home. Um, To keep it simple, there's also another home, which is a zodiac sign, that a planet likes to be in But I won't get into that Because that's called exaltations and falls So that's that's outside of the scope of this work But today The sun Which is literally The life generating force In our solar system Without that light Eight minutes later We will die on earth It is a fact that we need The light of the sun To survive Okay The sun is at home In the Leo constellation And This is also known as The fifth house In astrology Known as your birth chart You don't know what a house is Just simply do a google image search And type in um, Astrology houses And you will see a wheel pop up And and it had these look like a I always say look like a pizza, and it had these twelve different areas, these twelve slices. We're talking about slice number five, okay? On a wall clock, this is um, literally it is five o'clock on a wall clock position, okay? And so the energy here is very strong, but what does it deal with? This is a very versatile energy. It goes from um, children it goes from love it goes from romance it goes from fun um speculation and gambling even people who have jupiter in this particular area of space when they were born jupiter in the fifth house they hit the lotto every single time they 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 can attract they they just really they just got that what you would call luck this is a, a one hell of a placement to have if you, you know, to, to, to accumulate, you know, unexpected monies in a sense.
1: Um, also
0: can denote you have a lot of children as well. Um, but the thing that I see here is one of my favorite keywords is creativity is a key word for this particular energy here, right? So what I noticed in my years of counseling, people who have energy here, such as the sun, Um, or a cluster of other energies here, oftentimes they become a little confused simply because they have too much creativity and to a degree they lack the application on how to um, make this creativity materialize or put it in, in form. Now, I like this placement of fifth house energy because, again, it's life force energy dealing with the sun. And it's like create what? Create whatever you want to create because a key word for the fifth house, a key word for Leo is also willpower is a key mm-hmm. word, right? So, see, this is the thing. I, was, I don't know what I was studying this week or something, but if somebody was talking about, you know, in a nutshell, you know, I can't give you willpower. Either you got it or you don't. Bullcrap. Either you bout it or you not bout it. That, that's what this frequency is Because we're talking about the infamous Lion Of Judah This royalty aspect Of being a king And being a queen Either you're going to step up Into the authoritative position Because this, a king and a queen Is people of authority Because remember This energy is, 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 is symbolized by the sun in our solar system nobody's more of the authoritative figure than this person here the sun is the boss of our solar system make no mistakes about it right so this is where you have to have willpower in this particular um in this particular region you just got to have it as a person period because again all of these energies are inside of you but something that um i find very interesting is um, the children aspect, right? And it was like, because Leo is love and it's fun and it's romance, right? It's not necessarily a relationship, but it's, it's, it's the dating phase before you make the commitment of a relationship. Libra is more of the let's make a commitment. Leo is more of, well, let's just go out tonight. Let's have some fun and you do these things. But this is the sign of children, right? So I'm looking at this, and I'm like, yo, they think they slick. Please tell me, how do children get here? They, they get here by the act of sex, right? Now, because this is a sign of love and romance and fun. Let's go on a date. So we go on this date, have all this fun, and at the same time, children are coming through. So why are you skipping the fact that this represents sex? And don't act like you don't have it when you on these dates, right, sometimes, right? <laughs> so then i seen a very – another interesting jewel inside of this combination because when we look at the act of sex itself, that's more of a Scorpio frequency. And I said, wow, this is definitely dope because if you know anything about the craft, that Leo and Scorpio, quote-unquote, square each other. What do you mean square each other, this, That's weird. What are you talking about? Well, just simply imagine a wall clock, a basic wall clock, right? And let's just say for simple geometric purposes, let's say Leo is at the 6 o'clock position. Scorpio would be at the 3 o'clock position. So on a wall clock, we can call this 330 or we can call it 615. It doesn't matter. One is vertical, one's horizontal. So these signs are about three signs away, Scorpio to Leo, right? And that's why three to six o'clock on the wall clock are three numbers away. So these energies square each other, which means there is some friction. And I said, wow, this this is very interesting now because I know for a fact children are coming through through the sexual act itself. But when we understand the very nature of sex, Scorpio, in the very nature of Leo, the fun romantic aspect, these two frequencies seem to be at odds with one another. So therefore, what happens? We live in a society where the children that we have are our parents and we're their children. It seems as if we have these strange, strenuous karmic relationships with, 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 between this dynamic. But when you understand the celestial law, it says that, hey, these two things, children and sex, these two things, uh, there's some issues here, something that you need to know. And I said, wow, I get it, because we need to have a very strong working consciousness when we're um, having sex, to be honest with you, and whatnot, because there is a way that um, two individuals whose consciousness is, is simply on that level they can particularly call forth the spirit of the child consciously that they wish to come through at the time of sex and at the time of, of course, delivery of the baby at the time of conception and whatnot. And this is an actual fact. It's um In some literature, it was known as the moon child and whatnot. Um, but this is something that can be done because, again, we're talking about Christ, which is the Son of God, and we're talking about the Sun in the sky, life force energy, same principle, right? There's a way that you can call forth this energy to come through in your love life because Leo is love, fifth house is love, and it's a way that you can bring this energy to come through through the children. <clears throat> and so, I got a lot of uh, a few notes here. Um, and I and I saved one, but I, I want to throw something at you, Nick, to make a note so you can build on this a little later, hopefully. want to definitely deal with Kitty Karma. Um, so make a note on that and build on that if you can, um, because, you know, that, that's important in the basis of Kitty Karma, ladies and gentlemen, because we're talking about children and Leo, right? Um, shout out to, to Nikki, too, because she was like the, I want to say the first, definitely the top two. Um, people who ever got in that program or Kitty Karma by understanding the nature of what I said. And what I'm about to say is a very tough pill to swallow. But in essence, um, something had happened to um, a friend of mine. Uh, her daughter was, was was out with the dad, and, you know, the dad lived in a different place, new relationship, and step so-called stepbrothers involved. And the, 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 the stepchild ended up, you know, pulling out his little private part on the little girl. Right, <clears throat> and, and immediately in my mind, since I'm a cosmic geek, I'm saying, nah, I already know that, that that nigga Mars in the sky is that strenuous aspect to the little girl, which is just serving as a mirror of the physical event. So I asked her for the birth information, and immediately I saw exactly what I thought I was going to see. So then I said, well, why are you getting this information? Why is it coming to you? And who, why? And then I start to see some markers that, you know, something similar that my own daughter has. I said, oh, I know why it's coming. It's because, nigga, you know the application and you know how to chart this information futuristically to be able to circumvent this so it doesn't happen to other people who can authentically understand what you have to say, Negro, okay? So what I'm about to say is this, is um, I had a conversation with my sister. And my sister was a, a victim of child abuse. This is Leo. We're talking about abuse. And we're talking about power. Sometimes an abuse of power happens. The negative, so-called negative aspect happens. And I said, well, listen, if your mother would have came to me as who I am right now when you were born, and I said, listen, ma'am, you want to be careful in who you bring around your child and, and whatnot. And she has an energy that suggests she could be Uh, sexually abused or physically abused by a masculine force. So you want to be very, very careful of who you have around her. And as she grows older and is old enough, you probably want to put her in martial arts because you want to learn how, and see, this is what the Chinese do. They learn how to transmute energy by physically training, but they're not violent people because they also get in meditation. So it's a beautiful bridge between the world of spirituality and physicality. In that particular system, right? So you have to take that same concept, right? So if I'm able to say that, hey, this child could potentially be a victim of abuse, and then and I'm only looking at the birth date of the child, right? And then years later, the future comes, this child is a victim of abuse. This is the question that you have to ask yourself, real talking, you have to take your feelings out of it. How did the child have the physical experience when I looked in the past, whether it was years ago, whenever? I made an observation from the past and said this is likely to happen. And it physically freaking happens. How? So then my will start spinning, because I know what's going on. Is the truth of the matter is when you when you like your cell phone, you have cellular energy. That's what you have inside of your body. You got cells, and your cells emit energy. You can call it an aura. You can call it a frequency. Your vibes is off. You can call it all of that. And y'all know what I'm talking about because everybody had that one situation where you'd be like, mm, something about that I just ain't feeling. But ain't nobody touched you to, for you to be feeling nothing. But there's an energetic touching that's taking place that's resonating in your mind that's saying, okay, the energy is off, okay? So there's a chaotic Signal of what's happening Because now here's the thing too Because because if you look At, remember I had one client Who got in an accident and they got in an accident Today I said they would be in an accident, they never read My email, right How did the energy find You when there's 7 billion People on earth So if you want to view this cosmic Energy as an external force That's fine because then we're going to have To answer to the fact that Out of all of these people on earth, how did it find somebody else called an abuser or somebody else who is going to be in the accident with you that's going to run the red light and hit you? How did it find you? So that must mean, because we can see this before it happens, which is true, that must mean if it finds you, you have some type of antenna on you that says, I'm right here, come get me, it knows how to find you. It has to be that. And I know that's what it is because we're all walking balls of energy anyway. I always say, you got a heartbeat, you got a brainwave. rub your feet on carpet, touch a piece of metal, bang, you're, going to, um, you're going to exchange electricity. So um, with that, the whole kitty karma was created to show you the particular days, because, see, this is the thing in this reality, um, there's a way where we can absolutely tell when that energy is going, it can be activated, and then within that particular two- to three-day window, it is your absolute mandatory duty to ensure that your child is having fun on those days. Why? Why? Because if I can pinpoint why a person has particularly challenging energy, let's say, let's say negative, right, then that means I'm looking at something in space. Space has memory. I'm going to get into this on the, on the webinar. Space has memory. It knows who you are. You celebrate it every year talking about it's my birthday. Every year, that's what you're doing. You're celebrating a, a spatial phenomenon. You can think it's the calendar because it's February 17th all you want to, but what you really celebrate is the earth and the sun are in the exact same position in space as they were when I was born. So space has memory, right? So what you're doing is on these days you are reprogramming a negative spatial input that was there when the child was born You're reprogramming it and canceling it out by doing something positive. You're rewriting your destiny is what you're doing, quote, unquote, if you believe destiny is an unforeseen thing and it's just automatically going to happen. No, it's all about the choices that we make. And I'm going to tell you something. I got some great insight from this because the other sister that was in Kitty Karma, um, she noticed that, well, you know, and you've seen it too before, Nick, like, I noticed that. You know, my child didn't really have a great day on this day. You know, I picked him up from school, and the teacher said he didn't have a good day. I'm going to tell you what's happening. These quote-unquote little boo-boos called not a good day, I'm a little clingy today, this is being recorded in space, and as they accumulate, 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 accumulate at some point in time, it wants to throw up. And when they throw up, that's when it's called the negative event. So it is paramount, and I mean paramount, that when you get inside of this, you have to learn how to simply do what the other side of Leo likes to do. Have fun, because that's Leo, right? Have fun, okay? Because that fun, positive energy is being recorded. Now, let's get into a whole other realm of, um, um, of this science, because this Leo thing is, is, is very real, And it's and it's really political on Earth, for real, for real. And I can't, I don't never, I ain't never been the one to sugarcoat and try to skate away from um what I call the spiritual political aspect of what's going on. A lot of times in the Western world, it's like, oh, when you get spiritual, you gotta wear dashiki. When you get spiritual, you can't have a vested interest. In politics, you can't have you can't. It's like you can't care about the world, and you got to ignore and tune everybody out, so to speak. And I understand that concept, but it's something else that's going on. But anyway, um, Leo is in, a, in the Kabbalah is symbolized by the serpent. When you understand the Hebrew letters, one of the Hebrew letters, the letter Teth, which is the ninth letter, it looks like a snake, and this is the letter that we assign to the Leo frequency. And this is interesting because Leo is the heart and it's the spine and your spinal cord is the snake. But there's, there's several snakes inside of you where there's DNA coiling around each other. And this is why you see the, on, on the medical amylams they usually have a snake going up a pole. So it's talking about energy that's inside of your body that's going around your spine and the spine is like the surge protector that you plug into the wall that's carrying these multiple outlets of electricity through different various organs through your body. So your heart is connected to the spine via nerves. Your stomach, every organ in your body is connected to the spine. So the spine is the electrical motherboard of electricity. All of this deals with Leo, which is life force energy dealing with the sun, right? So when we take a look at the Ancients in Egypt we see This, this the, the greatest marvel on the Earth right now is without a shadow Of a doubt is what you call the sphinx Right it looks like this lion Shaped statue with the head of a human Right and This is very very interesting Because they mimic The uh, Leo Constellation because that's what the Leo Constellation looked like it looks like this big old Lion right um, And we see it Play out in our world uh, particularly with two people, the first NFL, uh, the first black NFL quarterback to win the Super Bowl was Doug Williams for the Washington Redskins. Uh, is a Leo. And the first black president on record, black, black, right? Um, outside of my man, Abe Lincoln, but black, black, Obama. <laughs> he is a Leo, right? You know, I'm an Abe Lincoln lover, right? So uh, Obama is a Leo, right? Because it represents Leadership, that's what Leo represents represents leadership Now I'm going to tell y'all something I'm going to tell y'all And Maybe I put it, I'll put it together and I did it in another presentation But this Leo frequency of the Sphinx and Egypt And this great aspect of how you win And how you step into authoritative power Has everything to do with you going into Detroit, Michigan And totally coming into your power I promise you it does all right, because you got Detroit as the Detroit Lions. And then, remember, Nick, like the 5% come from the Nation of Islam, but inside of the Nation of Islam, you get the supreme wisdom lessons. And inside of the supreme wisdom lessons, you would know that Detroit is temple number one because that's the first place that they were founded. But inside of those lessons, you would also understand that there was a parable in the problem book, at problem number 31, that dealt with a lion being inside of a cage, And this lion needs to get out of this cage It was a prophetic Riddle that has everything to do With you the people That's listening in this day and time Accepting your divine Power and leadership And stepping up into that role How do we know? Well simple If you go to the Bible And this is why you cannot throw this book out When you go to Numbers um, 2 and 9 It talks about the size of the army for Judah, and the size is 186,400 people. Listen, that was a riddle because 186,000 is what? The speed of light. Hello, we're talking about Judah, the lion, the Rastafari, Jah. We're talking about the sun is at home when it's in this constellation. The sun is nothing more than light. So, the Bible put it to you in the allegorical an allegory as, as as people, but they're really the personification a different aspect of cosmic consciousness within you. they're talking about the speed of light is what they're talking about, okay so, if we look at another thing with the United States of America is. Um, something called the Federal Triangle Man, Google me, man Fact check me I'm serious The Federal Triangle Is is a triangle of three buildings I just want to deal with one building One building is the U.S. Capitol Building Facts This is the place that quote unquote Makes the laws for the federal government Okay Now, these three buildings With this one being Was um, the Capitol Building being one of them these three buildings were uh, buildings were aligned to three specific stars. Okay, the star that was aligned to the U.S. Capitol building is a star called Regulus, which is Latin and it means little ruler. But I'm gonna show you how God worked because they like to come through people. So it is say, regulators, mount up. It was a cool move, right? It, it, that's what it. That's how it, it translates. I'm dead ass serious about this, man. I'm serious about it. I'm for real, man, serious. It comes through Warren G. and Nathan Hall as regulators. But it's talking about you understanding the energy of regulus, Step into your power and mount up, right? So, listen, you know I ain't bugging. Because, listen, the Vol- go Google the image that the, the icon for Voltron, or whether vote's not Voltron, uh, a thundercats, man. Listen, man. That whole thing is distinct. That's that's what they, that's what they're getting at here. It's for you to come into a specific power of light when it learns when you learn how to Attune your consciousness to it. All right. So anyway, uh, I'll come off the gas with this one. Is this star Regulus? Um, the sun is in perfect alignment with it on 822. Okay which is now getting us basically the first degree of Virgo um, because we know a couple of years ago, there was this big thing where it's like, yo, Regulus is no longer in Rio no more. It has finally ingressed, which means moved into, it has finally moved into the Virgo constellation. Now here's the key. Here's the, here's the key. This is a major key. When you understand the Sphinx and some arguments, the face of a man is the face of a woman. I like to go with the woman aspect, and i tell you why. Because these people were super-duper students of the cosmos. Pyramids are pointing at stars. they got chambers that's aligned to certain stars, the whole nine. When you understand the rotation from Leo, what comes after Leo? Virgo, which is next week's episode – But Regulus, the star, which means little ruler, which is the same star that was aligned with the Capitol building that is making the laws, it has now ingressed to the divine feminine Virgo. Virgo is the only feminine constellation in all of the cosmos, as far as being depicted as a physical woman. Everybody else is either, you know, a man, Aquarius, Gemini, the twins, half human, horse, and sag, you know what I mean? And everybody else is an animal. You're a crab, you're a scorpion, you're you're a goat. Everybody else has animal, animal qualities in a sense, right? So my point is, and this is a fact, why you think the Jewish New Year starts when we're in Virgo season on average, right? This is Rosh Hashanah, the head of the New Year. This is when the sun and moon come together in the Virgo, the Divine Feminine Constellation. You feel me? So the... Seat of power as you Talked about last week Nick from The Aquarian age pouring the water out And it deals with femininity Coming into uh, the feminine Coming into her rightful place Women have to also understand because The opposite Aquarius is who? Leo And then within Leo we know that wait a minute The bright star Regulus is the regulator For our reality right Of leadership but now the regulator Has now moved into Virgo Which represents the woman so now the transfer of power from the lion cat type of thing is going to this woman, and this is why they had a woman as the head of the particular sink because – and you got to understand this thing. This was thousands of years ago. That was not yet in their reality. They were actually encoding something like how the Mayan Omec people did over here in the Western Hemisphere
1: when they was writing
0: calendars to 2012, but they living in the year, quote, unquote, 1,000 what are you concerned about this future reality for it's it's, it's dealing with the awakening and the process of you right now and how to incorporate these these spiritual laws into physical manifestation i e what i would call Four million dollars of testimony of the imagination guru, Minister Jew, or myself, i.e. Nikki who says listen, I've got a $10,000 goal you wouldn't believe it, damn it, $10,000 just popped up, and all of these things how do you turn it into a physical phenomenon for yourself and learn how to mingle it is the key you see what I'm saying, so I'll, I'll come off of it with this last sentence there is a feminine force that resides in Detroit as a person and people who must accept their divine responsibility and really do what you know needs to be done. And I don't have to say that. I don't have to get, like, I, I just don't have to go in detail with what should be done because you know. If you're that person, you know what needs to be done. And um, that, that's it for me.
1: Dope. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just recalibrating and, and figuring out where I want to pick up at. Um, I think it's really interesting, over what you were talking about, what the, one of the last statements that you just made about, you know, manifesting and, and, and our ability to, bring these thoughts, this creativity down onto the planet. And the first thing I thought to myself as you were saying that, you posed the question, how do we go about doing it? And this is a very relevant conversation for Leo because Leo again is dealing with our, our royalty, our authority, our divine leadership, right? So as Noble mentioned at the top of the show, we're we're talking about the divine indwelling intelligence, the God within you, right? And so to answer that question, the, the thing that, that popped up in my head was really the first thing that has to happen is we have to believe that we are worthy of the ten thousand dollars. We have to believe that we are worthy of our goals and aspirations. So the the conversation becomes even more interesting when I, I as Noble was saying that, it made me think about this article. That I read a couple weeks ago, and 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 as Noble mentioned, also uh, Leo deals with our our sense of willpower, right? What we are willing to do, um, and so will. It's talking about a system of motivation and reward, right? The thing that's going to give us the impetus to want to go out and do something, to will something, is feeling like we're going to be reward, rewarded for our actions. And to know that you're going to be rewarded for your actions means that there's some motivation around your actions. So I thought that was real interesting because it was either the last show on here, or maybe it was the show that we did uh, with with Sister Beverly. But in in talking about how it is that we can bring forth our desires, our intentions, and and, and it's it's interesting because like Noble said. We're dealing with creativity here in Leo, and one of the problems when we start talking about the negative aspect or the negative uh, tendencies, if you will, of this sign, we start having conversations about egotism and abuse of of authority So I thought all of that was really interesting in this conversation because something I've personally been dealing with this week and I said it before, it's funny, whenever the week of a particular show, my life tends to like play out the the theme of that particular week. And so as as you know, the stars would have it, you know, I've been dealing very heavily with this week with my sense of self, what it is that I believe that I can have. So I'm going to get into kind of the the personal stuff of it because I really want to extract this idea because y'all know I love dealing with the real life aspects of this information. So, you know, we we talked about Aries um, with – dealing with our sense of self, right? This is what we know and believe to be true about ourselves. Well, then the next gate after that in Taurus is dealing with our sense of values. After that, we're making these decisions at the gates of Gemini that are really a, an amalgamation of what we value, what we believe to be true about ourselves. And then the gate after that being cancer, or, or we I like to call it heaven ultimately, it's begging the question of what is popping up in your reality. Are you living in heaven or are you living in hell right? So now here we are at Leo in dealing with our- again our sense of self, but our our royal divine sense of self and the question here is, do you agree with this? Do you believe that you are royal? Do you believe that you are a child of God? Is this true right and so like I said, I've been I've been personally dealing with this idea all week because I, w- I was fighting with and having some conflict pop up around my sense of do I feel like I'm I'm worthy? Really, that's what I've been dealing with this week because what I've been working on is leaning further into a space of freedom in my life, and I was like, whoa. This is, this is so relevant at Leo because I, I, I made the decision some time ago that I wanted to leave my job. I don't work full-time right now, but I do um, some contract work as a bookkeeper. And I like doing the contract work because it gave me some flexibility and it gave me a little bit of a sense of freedom in the sense that, you know, I could kind of dictate my schedule the way that I wanted it to. But the funny thing about doing this work And I've said it before, what we give our attention to is what we grow, is what we give rise to, because our attention is our energetic currency. So we're asking the question about the investments that we're making. So the question I had to ask myself was, do you give yourself permission to be even more free than you are right now? Because I, I, was, I was having some guilt around it like, well, this is a, a pretty dope gig and the money is good and I like the environment, I like the community, but it's been nagging at me for months. And, and my spirit has been like, yeah, you free and this is cool and all, but guess what, I'm going to need you to get a little bit more fr- I'm going to need you to get a lot more free than this. And in my mind, here I am struggling with, is that possible? Do I give myself permission to be totally, absolutely, 100% free and also believe within that context because we live in a society that tells us a lot of things about how it is that we we can survive in this world. You gotta work hard. You gotta do all of these things. And God forbid you black. God forbid you black and a woman. There's a lot of implications about how hard this life is supposed to be, right? So so as I was hearing this conversation and, and Noble really talking about this, what occurred to me was a lot of us have not given ourselves that permission. So, so, here we are dealing with it in leo, and so as I, as I was going through all of these thoughts in my mind and all these ideas i, I had to sit down and really ask myself that question and And I heard uh ju did a wonderful um webinar earlier in the week, and he was talking to me when he when he made the statement that a lot of times we're doing this work and we're not seeing any results well we know that this math is accurate. One plus one equals two. If you ain't getting two, then there is a problem with your formula. So Jude makes the illustration that he had gotten a call from, from one of the members who was like, man, I'm just not seeing the results that I want to see. You know, what, what's going on? And, he, you know, he said he, he said that the the caller said, you know, I think I may be a little bit fearful of, failure and so and so she was like no it's not it's not that you're afraid of failure that's what you're already doing you you missing your mark right that's 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 what sin is sin is to miss your mark so you're already failing you're not afraid of failing what you're really secretly afraid of is succeeding and I thought that was a really interesting concept because again here dealing with Leo and and Leo and it's negative aspect dealing with egotism, right? Egotism and, and abuse of authority, these are negative Leo traits. So it's really interesting once we better be, become acquainted with what ego is and how ego operates, because a lot of times we think, well, ego is the part of me that says I am a queen, that says I am a goddess. Ego is the part of me that that wants the best for me, right? But that that's actually misleading. And the and the, the, the real interesting part about about ego is that when you really begin to study it and, and studying ego, our own personal egos is very necessary if we wanna get to know ourselves. We we gotta do it in this work. It's a requirement, right? But don't let ego fool you because that's what it will do. Ego evolves and it will get some new tricks under its sleeve and, and it will elude you if you are not careful. So the reality is that an, another aspect of ego is the idea that that or that that negative dialogue that pops up in the brain to say Nah, I think you're you, you good where you at. You probably shouldn't keep, quit your day job. You need to stay where you at. That's ego because, as I've mentioned before, ego is the part of you that wants you to stay the same. Whether those have negative associations or positive associations, it really doesn't matter. So, again, Leo is dealing with our sense of authority, leadership. It's, it's our sense of divine intelligence. So so who do you believe that you are? What agreement have you made with yourself about what it is that you can have in this world? So as I was going throughout my week and, and, and dealing with these questions that were popping up about what I would agree to allow myself to have in this life, right? Wait, wait, am I placing boundaries and limitations around my dreams based on a certain perception of myself, right? So as I was going throughout my week and really just thinking and pondering and dealing with all of this stuff, I, I, I found myself going back to this book. Um, I had picked it up some time ago. It's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And I just want to share, y'all forgive my loud background. I'm like working and there's people working around me, so it's a little crazy right now, but I promise it will quiet down shortly. So I, I want to share this um this excerpt from the book where he talks about this, this sense of, of self that we have and, and, and relating it to our sense of time and an egotistical sense of time. So, so here's the, the excerpt. He says, in the absence of psychological time, your sense of self is derived from being, not from your personal past. Therefore, the psychological need to become anything other than who you are, who you already are, is no longer there. In the world, on the level of your life situation, you may indeed become wealthy, knowledgeable, successful, free of this or that. But in the deeper dimension of being, you are complete and whole now. And I loved that for this conversation about Leo, because again, it is speaking to our perception of ourselves, what we believe we deserve in this world. So something that came up for me really heavily this week was this idea and necessity of being kind to self. Why is being kind to ourselves important? Well, for for a few different reasons. And let me just throw... I swear, I'm out here trying to talk to y'all right now, and the people making the loudest noise just want to come right by my car. Um, I'm sorry. That, that threw me off track, y'all. So so the quote that I, I found myself, and, and I, I shared it with my mother. I shared it on social media this week, and I found myself sharing it in other conversations throughout my week. And, and that quote was, be kind to yourself. In doing so, you give permission to others to do the same. And and not only is it other people that you're giving permission to be kind back to you, but you're also sending a message to the universe that says, I agree that I am royal. I agree that I am divine. And even in spite of my past, even in spite of that I've made, I am still all of these things. I am still royal. I am still divine. I am still deserving of the life that I seek to live. So, so like Noble said, you know the 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 constellation in, uh, or the star uh, Regulus, the regulator, right? Again, this points back to self as the regulator, you are the one making the rules down here. There is no God in the sky writing out a list every day of all of the bad and good things you did and deciding when to bless you with its grace. That is not what's happening. You are the one with the magic pen writing down your deeds and and misgivings. So you're the one who's deciding whether or not you are worthy. Nobody else. And what's funny about it is a lot of times we can go throughout this life and because we see the mirrors popping up, that's a a part of the equation. The mirror has to pop up, right? So because we see these mirrors popping up, we think that those mirrors are Confirmations of the negative things we think about ourselves, right? So, so let me get specific here, right? You know, when when we're thinking about it in the context of a relationship, maybe we've had, you know, uh, experience with a negative relationship in our lives, and we say, you know, this person was no good, they did me bad, and you know, they 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 they, they was no good, right? The problem. Is It's not necessarily the person or the experience. Problem is that we don't recognize that that person only showed up as a mirror to the agreement that we made. So what do we do? Sometimes as women we may say to ourselves, mm, I can only have this kind of a mate or this kind of a lover because I'm not that pretty or maybe I, or a man might say to himself, I don't have that much money, so I can, I can only have this type of lifestyle. Well, regardless to the reason, right, we've made the agreement. So now the agreement has to show up in the form of a mirror, in the form of a lover, to show you, okay, you said this was okay and gave permission for it to exist in your life based on who it is that you believe you are. Like we talked about last week, there's a resonance that comes from your heart. There's a resonance that comes from your communication with others, whether we're talking about body language, whether we're talking about the words that you, that you use and communicating with others, and they can, they can hear sometimes the things it is that you're not saying. These are all communications and resonances or or magnetic field that we send out to attract people and experiences to ourselves to agree with what we believe to be true about ourselves. So I I know I was kind of bouncing all over the place and and hopefully I can I can bring it back with with this idea. I I started to mention it earlier and I don't think I finished the idea. But I said I was reading um, an article a couple of weeks ago was a neuroscience article, and in the article they were talking about the place in the brain where self-esteem lives. Right. So the, these are some real technical terms. So let me see if I can if I can get my my science terminology out today. So the there's a there's a, a pathway in the brain called the frontostrial pathway, which is where self-esteem lives in the brain. That pathway is connected, it's like a little triangle in the brain to the prefrontal cortex and the ventral striatum. The prefrontal cortex is where your self-knowledge lives. Self-knowledge is a sense of self, who you believe that you are, right? The uh, ventral striatum which is where motivation and reward live, this is also known as your willpower. Now, now what does that say? And, again, will dealing with Leo. So then what does all of this say? What it says is that there's a direct connection between what you believe to be true about yourself, what you are willing to do for the person that you perceive yourself to be, and your sense of esteem faith, and action around that particular individual, right? So, you know, we we hear people talking about how, you know, a person can be really judgmental. Something that I had to learn is that a lot of times the actions, the ways of being that, that other people throw out at the world, right? Somebody who's hypercritical of the world, right? They they always criticizing somebody. They always got something to say about somebody. What I had to learn was we actually have to have compassion and maybe even a little bit of pity for those types of people because even though they may hurt us personally by criticizing us or perhaps not having tact with us in the way that they deliver their criticisms of us, you had better believe that The degree at which they throw out, these people throw out criticism at other people is only a fraction of the criticism that they live in their own minds in and out every single day. People are far worse to themselves than they are to other people. And I've learned to find a lot of comfort in that because there it's real easy for us to take it personally and say somebody's being mean to me, right? Somebody did something to me that I don't like. But when we can look at it from a perspective of, A, an, an, an opportunity to learn something, right, a mirror, and, B, also as a demonstration of, the heaven or hell that that person lives in their own minds, it actually gives us a totally different perspective of our experience because we can take ourselves out of it from a personal perspective of somebody's attacking me, somebody's doing something to me. And we can look at it with a sense of compassion and say, yeah, they they may have done that to me. That may have felt bad. But God, that person's reality has got to be a horrible existence if I'm aware that what they're spewing out at me, what they're giving back to me, is only a fraction of who they actually are and what they're experiencing on the inside. So I thought this was all very important conversation to Leo because, you know, yes, Leo's dealing with, create, dealing with fun and, and pleasure and romance um, and children, but it's also dealing with our sense of authority, our sense of royalty, and so I thought I thought we really needed to deal with that. And, and I'm gonna throw in one last concept before I before I pass the mic back to Noble. So what is what does a person of royalty or a person of authority do, right, to in in their leisure time, right? the Royals right they they treat themselves they treat themselves like royalties, so what does that mean they there's a sense of 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 gratification there's a sense of being good to self there's a sense of you know uh, being abundantly kind to self, and so this brings me back to my statement about the importance of being kind to ourselves, being kind to ourselves is is important because not only does it give permission to others to be kind back to us, but it also sends a message to the universe, which is listening to us. These planetary bodies that are moving all around us, it sends a message to them to say, you know what, Jupiter, go ahead and send me down some of your abundance because I agree that I deserve it, right? So, the the, the the last thing I wanted to touch on before I pass it back uh, to Noble is the concept of the Sabbath. And I, I said in my social media earlier this week that I wanted to deal with this concept of, of the Sabbath because it has been a personal practice of mine that it's something I've been practicing for the past few years now. And just through practicing it and, and Sabbath for me personally, is an exercise in being kind to ourselves. Well, why do you say that, Nikki? Well, Sabbath is known as the great pause, right? When we look at it from a biblical perspective, it's the day that God rested. So God worked his butt off for six days, and then the last day God decided to rest. Well, that would be being kind to self. Would you not agree if you've worked for six days? So it's a pause. And the pause is necessary because we want to get into the concept of being godlike. We're trying to awaken our divine selves. So be in agreement with what that looks like. Be in agreement with what it means to be royal. Be in agreement with what it means to be divine. And in doing so, um, we, we close the gap on this, this space where, you know, we, we think I'm over here, but I'm trying to get to this place. And, and this brings me back to the book, The Power of Now, and he talks about it extensively in this book. And there's this idea that we have, especially in the society that we live in, and, and it's talking about our psycho- psychological sense of time or our egotistical sense of time and of self. And, and there's this thought that I will be happy in the future when this happens, when I get off work, when I get some more money, when I have a baby, or when I have a partner who comes to make me happy, right? So when we, when we agree to this very negative sense of time, very negative sense of uh, sense of self, well, it creates a sense of conflict because then what it's saying is, "I am not whole in and of myself at this very time, in this very moment, right So now we're living in a, we're living in the past or we're busy living in the future and not paying attention to the present moment my My son is in the fifth house. So my, my son's sign is cancer, but, you know, depending on what time you were born, that wheel is going to move around. So my son is in the sixth house. And Noble and I were talking about this maybe a couple of weeks ago, and we we were – I had asked some questions about my birth chart. So we were looking at that, and he was like, oh, that son in sixth house, you like to have fun all the time. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> that's 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 me. I I love to be having fun, and as a matter of fact, if if fun is not involved, I really don't even want to be involved with it. So that that's that that part of me that that can be difficult to deal with and difficult to rein in because um, when it comes down to doing the practical stuff, the day in day out stuff. A lot of times i'm trying to figure out how I can get out of that if I don't perceive it to be fun so so to tie it back to um the this idea of living in the present moment, living in the now, the now being the the self that is whole and complete and divine and royal right now, not in the future when I get my ten thousand dollars right now, even in the past when i you know did some bad thing that i'm 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 secretly judging myself for right now, even in spite of that, right now, I am whole, I am complete, I am royal, I am divine and so 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 again i I thought all of these things were interesting because we're dealing with Leo and leo. Has so many different aspects. We're, we're talking about creativity, we're talking about romance, pleasure, we're talking about children. And I, I want to come back around a little bit later to the kitty karma. But Leo is the house of our royal selves. So, what agreements, and y'all know I'm, I'm this is the question I always like to ask what agreement have we made about ourselves? And do those agreements confirm or deny our inner self-royalty, our inner self-divinity? Where you at, Noble? Mm.
0: I'm here. I'm here. Go ahead. You can can build on the kitty aspect.
1: Yeah, so... I, th- I thought that was interesting what you were talking about with the Kitty Karma. And, and as Noble mentioned before, I, I do have my Kitty Karma membership. I think we're going on year two now with ours, right, Noble? Yeah, we, yep. we, me and Dolly on our second year. And so, you know, again, I, I just got done talking about it, and Noble said it too. These planets are listening to you, right? you You are sending off a resonance to them. And so it it occurred to me, that I was like, yo, when I first heard about the kitty karma, I had to get on top of that immediately because as a concerned mother, you know, I want to know what's going on with my baby. What should I look out for her um, to come up in her life? And so I I, I got my kitty karma report, and Noble is absolutely correct in saying that you'll you'll see the patterns start to, to pop up. If, you, if you're present and, and you're you're watching your children. I always notice Dolly's, I, I call them her days of the month, I always notice them about a week early. She'll start to get a little sensitive, a little clingy, and she a crab like me, so clinginess is definitely um, a, a part of the makeup. But – I thought it was interesting that we were having the conversation here in Leo because at Leo we're talking about a sense of pleasure, a sense of fun. So like Noble said, the reason why the Kitty Karma program is really important is because it allows you to reprogram the to reprogram space, right? So if 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 I know that you know maybe my my kids got A disposition to, you know, maybe harming herself or, or being maybe a little overly violent or something like that, well, then I know for sure if he can see it in the chart and he's been able to track it, then more than likely this is something that is going to manifest itself and become real in her reality. So why wouldn't I try to circumvent that if at all possible? And and we're not talking about you know making do. I don't know. No, we ain't talking about no weird stuff. This is this is really something simple, something tangible, and something fun that you can do with your child to improve the quality of their life in the long haul. And, and it's really important, you know. I I was looking at you know, here we are in Leo having this conversation about the kitty karma and, and programming these particular spaces in our in our children's charts with positivity, with fun, with pleasure, right? Again, Leo dealing with children, we're talking about our babies, we're talking about the kitty karma. And so if we want to be proactive in our children agreeing to, Their royal self, their royal authority, their royal divine leadership, right, comes into play in in this particular equation about the agreement, the perspective of ourselves that we have. It has a lot to – what comes into play a lot of times with that is not only our – our you know positive perspective of ourselves, right? The 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 part of ourselves that we think is our ego being kind and nice and giving us compliments. Well, the flip side of that is the negative traits, the obstacles that we are sent here to overcome. So again, if we can if we can be present in that as parents, and we can be proactive about helping our children to make that agreement. For me personally, for sure, Kitty Karma has been been super um influential in this process because through this my my daughter is learning meditation. So we'll sit down every month and, and we'll do her little meditation that she has to do for her kitty karma. And it it, it simply serves to affirm her as well because she'll she'll pop up like every week, and she'll be like, Mommy, let's sit down and, and do our meditation. It's time to do our meditation. So it's about nurturing positive activities, positive qualities, positive ideals, not only in our own personal lives, because it's easy for us to look out for ourselves, but what if we can lend the same courtesy, the same care, the same love, to our children and be proactive in their lives right a lot of us you know we 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 want to set aside money for our kids you know a trust fund or or a, a a college account you know and we start doing that you know when when they kid why are we not planning on a spiritual level for our children just the same as we plan for our children on a financial level
0: absolutely Absolutely, you know, and you know what? see the ancients knew this by you know understanding remember that that the forces are inside of the body, right, and I don't know if I said it on this series, but I know I often say it when you look at the palm of the hand, when you just open up your palm, you see your fingers are divided by those three sections, and your four fingers four times three give you twelve the twelve zodiac signs are within the power of your hand, real talk. So when we want to talk about, you know, Leo deals with the heart, it deals with the spine, which is true And all zodiac signs, have their respective major organ and gland that they, you know, that they deal with. But then we start to see that, you know, that microcosm starts to, you know, get traced down even smaller, and then it starts to get inside of these sections of your hand. And So when you see in the, in, in the ancient Indian teachings over east, when they start holding their fingers to their thumbs or certain fingers together called mudras, this is talking about how to recycle or redirect certain currents inside of your body. So, but it's a real subtle energy. This, this 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 approach is truly the feminine form. When you're dealing with meditation and you're dealing with a hand mudra. <laughs> To the average person, you would be like, "Yo, I don't feel jack nothing because it's so subtle (laughs) that that you can't feel it. So you have to really get in tune with yourself to honestly start to feel something when you even just deal with the simple concept. And those four fingers also represent the four elements, fire, air, earth, and water. So these are things Mm -hmm. that's inside of you without a shadow of a doubt. All right? So check it out. It's, it's on the website, monstrologycoach.com under the consultation t- tab. Is Kitty Karma is there. Um, I want to talk about two things real fast to show that, one, space is intelligent, and then show you that we can actively program space outside of our personal game and do it on a collective mm-hmm. level. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to show this in the presentation coming up on March the 12th. If you knew, I see a lot of people just called in. You got in kind of late. But um, go to the website myastrologycoach.com. Go to the events tab. We have I'm having a webinar called the Cosmic Illusion on March the 12th, early bird special. We get $15 off. It's only 30 bucks, all the way to the last day of this month. In March, it goes back up to 45. But check out the Cosmic Illusion. Um, 9/11 was something that happened in you know in 2001. And 14 years later in 2015 on 9-11, I want you all to Google crane crash in Mecca where 111 people died in Mecca because this crane, a wind with the spirit just blew a crane and fell down on the mosque and knocked it down. That's not a random event, ladies and gentlemen. That was the emotional. That was the emotions of the people from the United States of America who go to the 9/11 memorial in New York, mm-hmm. who built up a heavy emotion in the atmosphere, in the ether, and it materialized as an event. Because I always say mm-hmm. with that particular incident, those people who are crying at the memorial have an image in their mind who did it. It's called Muslims from the Middle East. So they have a clear image who who caused them that grief and pain. It just took 14 years for it to materialize because space is intelligent. Now, here's the thing, too. If you understand the jet stream, the jet stream travels from west to east. So in other words, the jet stream from New York goes up into the ether, and it travels over to Mecca. Simple. And it sits there, permeates permanates until enough energy is collected, and it fills up and spills out into a physical event. And how you know it's the truth is because when you look at crane accidents, before that one happened in Mecca, where 111 people died, New York City, the same place where 9/11 happened, the same place where these people were crying at the memorial, they held the deadliest crane accident of only eight people. So basically, the city of New York transferred their their crane their crane death record over to the people who were responsible for the emotional grit. I mean, um, um, gripes and grief on 9-11. Real simple to understand. Mm-hmm. So we show this that space is intelligent. Now, here's a quick mm-hmm. little research assignment, and we can open up the launch. And, um, um I had to go pull up something here. I had to go in my files here because earlier I stated in the Hebrew system that uh, Leo is uh, known as the serpent, right? because of the letter test. Now, this is a fact. If you go to um, – I did a radio show uh, on July twenty seventh, 2011, right? Quite sure the Prime Minister was there. And I gave out a directive, and I'm looking at this. This is July twenty seventh, 2011. And I said on the radio broadcast, them shows are no longer available. We got them in the archives. In fact, we got so much old classics that – When I link up with the Prime Minister, I'm going to probably pull some of that stuff and bundle them up and let y'all get access to some of this classic priesthood stuff from back then. But um, on July the 30th at 2.40 p.m., the moon will conjunct the sun at 7 degrees Leo. So basically what I said was on July 27th, I created this show, and I said, listen, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, in three days from now, The sun and moon on July the 30th will come together. This is a fact. If you just go to 2011 new moons, you're going to see on the record, okay, well, July the 30th at 2.40 p.m. Eastern time, the moon was in the perfect alignment with the sun. This is an astronomical fact. It happened at 7 degrees, Leo. Now, the name of this radio show was called Special Broadcast, The Serpent's Moon, because Leo is symbolic for the serpent. So what did we do? Well, collectively, and this is a collective thing, collectively, I said, listen, let's just do something that's that's, that's, that's easy. Something easy is let's envision a snake from our pineal gland. Because remember, you saw... you know, we, we, the, we the kind of people that, oh, look at King Tutton. He got these snakes and represent the pioneer and spiritual vision, brother, right? We, we we that kind of people, but we never really see it in practice, right? So we had a collective image of a snake on the moon, right? Well, you can't see the moon at this time because the sun, the sun and the moon is together, so we know where to concentrate at, right? So anyway, we're literally, so when you heard Nikki talking about bouncing thoughts off a plane, now this is a real phenomenon, right? This is July 30th. If you go Google Tennessee family snake on a windshield, literally, Tennessee family catches a snake on their windshield, you'll see this story. They ran this story on Monday, August the 1st. Wait a minute. I'm telling you all this. July the 30th was in alignment. We do this meditation thinking about a snake. On August the 1st, just two days later, Tennessee family ca- catches a snake on a windshield. There's a couple, Nick, driving down the highway, white couple, right, three children in the back seat. They're driving, and all of a sudden, a damn snake appears on their windshield, come from up under the hood, and got on their windshield, right? Mm-hmm. When you read the story, I swear to God, and you can get it off of uh, NY Daily News if y'all can just go Google search it. It says, and I quote, because I'm reading it. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! She says, while their three children, Elizabeth, who was three, Judah, who was two and a half, and Rivers, who was four months, babble from the back seat of the GMC Yukon. Now you got to ask yourself something: Is not Judah the name of the lion constellation of Leo? Is it not? Hmm. Is not Judah Lalon? So we're sitting up here when the moon and sun are in perfect alignment casting a particular thought, and then next thing you know, an external event shows up in this reality where a snake is on the shield just to see in the story there's a little kid named Judah, which is the name of the constellation that you were concentrating on. That's how powerful your mind is, ladies and gentlemen. I want to be very clear on that. Very clear on that. So I'm telling y'all that when we get together and we say, yo, meet us in Vegas, or whatever it is that we're giving you the subject matter on, this is not coming from a place of mere rhetoric. I'm telling y'all that. There's so much stuff that we got that we got in the vault that we never even showed such as this. All right? But anyway, I just wanted to show y'all that fact check that and see for yourself. This is, this is a fact. All right? So... um. With that name, you want to take some before
1: calls? before you open up the line, before you open mm-hmm. up the line, Noble, I just I, I realized I didn't finish a thought, and I I'd like to finish this thought, and and I want to just give a couple tools to because because we can talk all day about okay, well, if you didn't get this right at this gate, and you answered the question wrong at this gate, and you just screwed, right? It, it may sound that way, and I don't mean to imply that. Be very clear. You are making the rules. You are in control. If you're driving this thing manually like you're supposed to be, you are the one who is in control. So start where you are, right? You ain't got to worry about, you know, definitely do the inventory. Definitely do the research. Definitely dig into those layers of self, but there are some things there there's there's some cheat sheets in here for sure to begin the work and if you if you start doing some of these these tools and start doing some of these things the other stuff will come together. Trust and believe that. It, it's not – I don't want anybody to think that we are doomed because we are not doomed unless we say that we are. So so here are the tools, and I began to speak to them, and I, I just didn't think that I, I finished the thought, or at least not not thoroughly I did. So as I mentioned earlier, with my, uh, my son being in the fifth house, that, that has a very – big influence on my desire to want to have a lot of fun, right? Like I said, I don't want to do it. If it ain't going to be fun, count me out, right? And that I had to come to terms with, and I found it as I was reading through um, The Power of Now and talking about being present in the moment. Presence in the moment is one of the tools that will allow you to begin transmuting your resonance. If you've made some negative agreements with yourself and with the universe at these previous gates, like I said, you can start where you are now, right? So being present in the moment, not being fearful of the future and not being worried about the past. I was having a conversation with my mom yesterday. She called me because my little brother got himself into some trouble. And she she was at work and stressed out. And, you know, I talked to her and, you know, I know she gets a little frustrated with me sometimes because I typically, I'm not going to sit in the pity party. I'm not going to dwell and figure out, you know, supplies and color things for the pity party. I'm going to figure out how we can get out of here, right? And so, you know, I kind of talked her through it, and then we got off the phone. And And I thought I said, give, give her a tool right now. Give her something that she can do in this moment because it's very easy to get trapped in, I'm worried. So if, if anybody participated in the Gratitude to Success course, that was a really, really dope um, course that Noble did um, a couple months ago. Um, In dealing with using the tool of gratitude, which for me I'm relating to the moment, the now, in order to get to success. Again, I mentioned it before, these three areas in the brain related to self-knowledge, self-esteem, and our sense of will or motivation and reward, all three of these things are are connected to each other. So once we start throwing the pity party, you better believe you're going to start having some problems in these pathways if you are stuck in the rut, if you are stuck in the past or if you are worried about the future. So what I told my mom to do, and this came from the gratitude course, I said, make a list of ten things that you're, you're grateful for right now right? Because her thing was, I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm worried about him. And of course, I'm sure the other thing that popped up, because we do it as parents, where did I go wrong? What did I do wrong? And let me now make this my fault, right? So to circumvent that, to begin transmuting this need that we have to be depressed, to be stressed out, to be worried, make a list in that moment of 10 things that are, that are wonderful right now. And what you begin to do is, is you distract your ego, first of all, because the ego is the one that's chasing down something to be mad about. You distract the ego with the present moment. Right here, I, I don't care if the water bill is due tomorrow and it's about to get cut off, right? The lights are on right now. Let me put that on my list. I'm grateful for my electricity right here, right now. I'm not worried about it getting cut getting cut off tomorrow because who knows what can happen in 24 hours. So that's one of the first tools, right? Learning to recognize when we when you want to start getting into those ruts and getting into throwing those pity parties, and start transmitting that energy immediately because the longer you delay in doing so. The, the, the deeper you are going to fall off that cliff. So make a list of ten things to be present with in the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the air that I'm breathing. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for my husband. I'm thankful whatever it is. Make a list of those things. And then the other thing to, to tie up this, this last idea about kindness to, to self and sabbath. As a tool of kindness to self, all I 'm talking about here, family, is treating yourself right a lot of time and, and i and I know a lot of this stuff that I'll be talking about y'all, I notice that how it really plays out in real life by watching my daughter by being cognizant and and present in the conversations that I'm having with her, so one of the things I had to ask myself was. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll do it with my daughter, and I'll be like, well, no, you can't have dessert if you don't clean up your room, right? So what am I doing? In that context, I'm setting up a system of punishment and reward for whether or not I perceive her to be good or to be bad in that moment. And and surely it has its place, right? We can't reward our children constantly. They will get out of control, Right. And, and and really the the ego is like a child, right? You give it too much attention, it's going to run amok and and act crazy, right? So so there's a there's a balance that you have to have in dealing with this thing called the ego because the ego is 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 complicated, okay? But in the sense of being kind to ourselves and rewarding ourselves, like I said before, we got to be really really careful about how we perceives and and how we compartmentalize in our minds our own actions, right? This thing that I did was good or this thing that I did was bad because most of us have already been programmed with that same sense of punishment and reward. If you're being punished, right, then you did something bad. If you're experiencing a challenge right now in your life, then you need to take it personally because God is picking on you, right? This very – Warped sense of punishment and reward. Well, by being kind to ourselves and by choosing to observe Sabbath. Now, I talked last week about you know the the Hebrew tradition and lighting the candles and and the practice of it in the Hebrew tradition. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about, family. Whatever that looks like for you, do that. Right. And, and and I use the same voice of advocacy in talking about holidays. Holidays are like, you know, Sabbath, you know, for the year, right? There, there are these little periods in time where we get to take a break and we get to celebrate. Well, imagine what it would do for your sense of self, for your sense of self-esteem, for your sense of will about yourself if you were to celebrate yourself every single week what would that do for you? How would that affirm you in making an agreement with yourself about what it is that you can go out and seek in this world? And I'll give this last example. Like I said, I've been in the practice of practicing Sabbath for a few years now, and it actually started as me just agreeing to do a couple things for myself, right? Right? It started out, okay, let me give you all the story. So it started out as me wanting to identify some places in my life, first of all, that I wanted to be successful and how that success looked in my life. What is it? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like, right? And I said to myself, okay, I want to I wanna get into a different income bracket, right? And if I were in this different income bracket, here are the things that would change in my life, right? And for me personally, what I identified that with was I would always have fresh flowers in my house because I like flowers, right? So I said to myself, if, if I was in that income bracket, then I would have the budget necessary for me to go and buy, you know, $50 worth of flowers a week or whatever that number actually is. And then I said that would also look like, you know, I love these particular candles. I would always have those candles burning in my house if if basically, if I was rich, these were the things that I would have because like you know rich people live in you know their houses look like museums and they got housekeepers and all of this different kind of stuff, right? So I'm just identifying for myself what those things look like, and of course, there were other things on that list, right? you know, maybe sending my daughter to a different school or living in a different home or living in a different neighborhood and what occurred to me was in order to close the gap in between where I perceive myself to be now and where I was trying to get to in the future, what if I could do some of those things for myself now? And and, and it's a trip. I, I know for a fact that those are practices in closing the gap, but I'm not specifically talking about success right now. I'm simply talking about agreeing to Treat ourselves and to be kind to ourselves. So, buying myself flowers every week and 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 always having my candles burning in my house, and I literally have set aside a budget so that I can have these things on deck whenever it is that I want them. And the and what it has done for my sense of self, my sense of of reward, and what I'm willing to do for myself, that seemingly minute. Insignificant, very subtle action has been a very major and pivotal agreement that I've made with myself about who I perceive myself to be and what I give my myself permission to have in this life. And and this is is similar. And and I'm 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 gonna pass the mic back to Noble in just a second. But what it's reminding me of, of as I'm saying it is. This conversation about making an investment, the things that we give our our attention to are the things that we grow and give rise to. So if we can just give our attention more often than not to the positive aspects of ourselves, if we can give and grow our attention on our goals and our desires, the things that agree that we are great that agree that we are divine that agree that we are royal people if we can just give and 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 budget off a little bit more attention every month every quarter every few months every year and and grow that automatically we're going to see growth in our path to success we're going to we're going to see the distance diminish between who it is that we think we are now and who it is that we would like to be in in the future. Simply choosing to, 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 to turn off the distance in between the two and step into it in the moment right now. This is who I am. I'm whole and complete in this moment. And I agree that to give myself permission that I can have these things, that I can have this life that I seek. Knowing and genuinely believing it at the heart level that you are what you say you are a superstar or whatever it is royalty divinity God self, so I'll come off it with that.
0: That's what it is it's It's, it's that easy as the slogan is. if y'all got a question um go ahead and press one that wrong for a few. So you can press one. Uh, let's see. Call it from the 973-248. What's, what's happening? He's telling Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hear you. Yes, we can. You there? We love you. Call it from the
1: 973.
0: You there? All right, come back. Let me see. Yeah, they phone literally just dropped. If you got a, if you got a question, go ahead, press one. Um, now is the time. If they ever hold your peace, you got a question, press one, man. Um, again, you want to visit the website, The Imagination Guru, man. Check out the Prime Minister. Want to go to that Quantum Imaging membership? You want to look at some testimonials, man, and really get in this groove. I mean, nothing short of phenomenal. You want to visit MyAstrologyCoach.com. You want to hit the um, market calendars, man, March the 12th. Get in this webinar, The Cosmic Illusion. Do so ASAP. Early bird special expires on the 28th. All right? This is going to be a phenomenal presentation and whatnot. And, um, man, let's make it happen, man. So anybody, now is the time. Press 1. Give y'all a couple more minutes and see if the caller gonna call back. If y'all good, we good. Mm -hmm. Man, that's what it is, man. So go ahead, close us out.
1: Closing us out. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to just wrap up kind of some of these these key terms and ideas from Leo family. Um, you know, Leo, we're dealing with our divine intelligence, our divine authority, our divine leadership, and, and you know, just being careful in this space not to let it turn into the, the negative aspect or the negative trait, um, which is an abuse of authority, egotism, Right. Uh, be careful of that ego, family. That ego will kick your butt if you are not aware of it, if you are not aware of how it operates. So why are we associating Leo with, with ego? And and be reminded, ego has its place. You need that thing. It's, it's here to keep you alive, right? But you feed it too much, give it too much attention like a spoiled child, it will ruin your life. It is not intended to be... The, the, the driver or the operator of this machine. When it gets into that space, it's like a, it's like putting a child behind the wheel of a car. It's going to give you chaos, right? So be careful of that, family, and, and, and be reminded that, that we are here to seek our divine, royal, higher selves and to give energetic currency and and, and and credence to that to grow that to grow our spirits to lean deeper into it and become more familiar with it. That's that's been a personal. I'm I'm not gonna call it a challenge. It's been a personal task of mine, is to become a better listener, a better knower of when that higher part of myself is speaking to me. Um and and I believe it's a challenge that we're all tasked with because as I've mentioned on this show before. Spirit, unlike ego, is not loud. Spirit is quiet, subtle, it's gentle, but do not let that confuse you for its power. The, the power of the unseen is, is far greater than this material world that we can see, taste, touch, and feel. So we are, we are here to, to give rise and to give growth to um, our spirit selves, our higher selves, our, our royal authority, and divine intelligence. Um, So be sure to check us out next week, family, where we will be discussing Virgo. Um, And I'm sure Virgo, like everything else, is going to be interesting. And we look forward to seeing and hearing from y'all next week, family. Peace.
0: That's what it is. Peace, y'all.